Welcome to Jackie's Storytime. Tonight we're going to hear Jackie the Witch and Eli's Elixir of Elongation, Part 3. If you remember at the end of the last chapter, Jackie and David were trying to find a Slytherin girl named Slayla, who they believed had stolen their successful potion, Eli's Elixir of Elongation which they intended to turn in to their potions teacher to get extra points for House Gryffindor. At the end of the last episode, they were gathering their things and leaving the Gryffindor common room in order to to track down Slayla, the Slytherin. As Jackie and David exited the portal covered by the fat lady, they realized they had left in such a hurry without figuring out where they needed to go. It was after classes, on the, well, and it was on the weekend, and it was not yet dinner time, so they had free time before they were expected to be in the great hall to eat. They stopped and thought, and Jackie asked, Well, oh, I should note, today is the 4th of July, and it's starting to get dark outside. So there's probably going to be a lot of firework sounds in the background. Anyway, Jackie asked David, Wait a second, we didn't... Where are we going? We don't even know where this Layla is. David, thinking about the time, said, Well, she's either going to be outside, watching the last of the Quidditch practices, in the Great Hall, or possibly in the library. She could also be in the Slytherin common room, but we have no way to get in there. Jackie said, okay, then the fa- we don't have much time before dinner, so we should split up. I'll go check the Great Hall and the Quidditch fields. You go take the library. It's bigger anyway. It'll probably take you more time. David said, good idea. And he pulled out his wand and he said, here, give me your wand. And Jackie, looking confused, pulled out her wand and gave it to him. David took Jackie's wand in his left hand, tapped it with his wand and said, and said, Comunicado Ligaris. His wand glowed a faint blue, and a moment later, Jackie's wand glowed as well. Jackie repeated the words and said, Comunicado Ligaris, what does that do? He said, oh, it's a, it's a spell my mom taught me. We used to use it at home all the time. This will allow our wands to communicate with each other for a brief period of time, maybe an hour. I'm not very good at the spell. Well, how does it work? Well, he said, it's easy. Whenever you need to signal me, you simply... Hold your wand up to your mouth and say "contactaris," and it's going to connect to the linked wand, which is now mine. And then we can talk, just like it was a, a telephone. Jackie said, that's amazing. Yeah, it is pretty great. Although, a cell phone would probably be better. But muggle technology doesn't work here. Jackie said, I know. That's the one thing I miss about my muggle life. Anyway, we got to get going, she said. 
and she rushed one way down the stairs towards the Quidditch pitch, and David headed towards the library. Jackie got to the Quidditch pitch and saw there were a number of students still out there watching the Quidditch practices, which was a popular, a popular destination for students with free time. She scanned the field until she found a patch of green scarves, indicating a group of Slytherin students. She approached them carefully, but nonchalantly, not wanting to draw attention to herself. She knew what this Slayla looked like, more or less. She was quite a tall girl with light hair and a very pointy nose. And she thought she could recognize her if she saw her, but she wasn't completely sure. She looked around and saw a girl with a green scarf and light hair, but couldn't see her face because she was approaching from behind. She slowly walked in the general direction of the girl, stopping several times to make it look like she wasn't approaching the girl directly. As she got closer, another girl approached and tapped the girl on the shoulder, but she turned around and revealed that it definitely wasn't Slayla. Shoot, Jackie said. I thought that was for sure her. She looked around, saw some other Slytherin girls, but none of them were tall enough to be Slayla. She decided she must not be here. So she rushed back towards the castle, heading towards the Great Hall. David got to the library and found that it was surprisingly full of students for the late hour on a weekend. He figured that the the upperclassmen must have had big assignments due right before Christmas break. Him being the first year must have been lighter. He didn't feel great about that idea of schoolwork getting even harder as the years went on, but he figured everyone else was okay, so he'd probably be okay too. He started walking down the aisles, looking down the stacks of books, trying to find a Slytherin girl. He had never seen Slayla that he knew of, but Jackie had given her given him a description of what she looked like. He saw several girls that could have been her, and then he saw a group of girls that had at least two that could be Slayla. They were all much older than him, and so he didn't think it could be her, but he couldn't, wasn't sure. He got close and started looking up and down the stack of books, trying, make, trying to make it seem like he was searching for a book in that aisle. As he got close to the group of girls, he could start to overhear what they were saying. And he heard them talking, and before long, he caught what their names were. None of them were Slayla. He was a bit distraught. But he had a whole lot more library to search, and it was full of students. Jackie got to the Great Hall at almost a run and realized she was a bit out of breath and looked quite strange running to the Great Hall. She slowed herself, controlled her breathing, and then walked through the front, the big opening, the big doors to the Great Hall. There were quite a few students there, nowhere near as much as you would find at mealtime, but a lot of students used the Great Hall to gather and to study because it had great big tables that were perfect for writing essays. She went over to the Slytherin section because the students rarely sat at other tables, even when it wasn't mealtime. She walked as close as she dared to the Slytherin table, glancing periodically to her left, trying to catch a view of Slayla out of the corner of her eyes. 
As she got to the end of the Slytherin table, she realized none of those girls could be Slayla. As she was walking back towards the entrance, she, she suddenly stopped as she heard someone mention Slayla's name. She couldn't help it, but she instantly turned her head towards the sound and caught some strange looks from, from some of the Slytherin students. But it wasn't enough to inter- interrupt what they say, were saying. One of the students said, yeah, I saw her. She was headed towards the library in quite a rush. As soon as Jackie heard that, she took off running towards the door. David was in the library looking for her, and now she had a solid lead that that's where Slayla was. Meanwhile, David had continued his search, row by row, stack by stack, getting as close as he dared to every group of Slytherin girls he came across, trying to find this tall, light-haired, pointy-nosed girl named Slayla, who had stolen all their hard work. At that moment, Jackie arrived at the library, again out of breath, but this time not caring so much if anyone noticed. She rushed down the aisles, trying to find David, moving back and forth as quickly as she could. And then she spotted him, about six feet away from a group of Slytherin girls, one of the girls of which was quite tall and had light hair. And when the girl turned slightly to her right, Jackie caught a side of her face and was very confident that was Slayla. Slayla noticed Jackie and tensed up. When she did that, Jackie locked eyes with her and was completely sure that it was her. Jackie, not knowing what to do, turned her head and continued walking straight down the aisle towards the back of the library. They had they had determined they were going to find her, but then once they had, they didn't know what they were going to do. David was very close to them, and but he had seen the exchange, and being an astute little boy, was was aware that one of those girls must be Slayla. When he saw Jackie take off like that, he decided he better back away as well. He went around the corner and found a, a quiet spot. And right then, he pulled out his wand, and it started to glow blue. He heard a voice, a faint voice coming out of it, saying, David, David, are you there, David? He, he reached, he lifted his wand up to his mouth and said, Jackie, I'm here. I saw you. Was one of those girls her? Jackie said, yes, the one in the middle, the tallest of the three. It, it's definitely her. She looked at me and got really scared. She must know why we're looking for her. David said, well, great. What are we going to do? Jackie said, well, we got to get those potions back. But she's there with some second-year girls, and we definitely can't afford to get into a fight. David said, did you see she had a bag on her left shoulder? Jackie said, no, I didn't see that. It was what must have been covered by the other girls. David said, yeah, she's got a bag. I bet the potions are in there. There's no way she's had time to get back to her common room by then, between now and then. Jackie said, okay, so what are we going to do? David said, well, we might need some help. Jackie said, well, who's going to help us? We don't have time to go back to the common room to get anybody from Gryffindor. He said, well, I think I might have an idea. 
He said, just leave, hang tight, leave it to me, and wait for my signal. If you can, get eyes on Slayla without her noticing you're watching. We don't want her to get away. Jackie said, I can do that. I know how to be pretty sneaky. All right, David said, but we got to stay quiet. So, so be aware and watch for my signal. Jackie said, Roger. David said, my name's David. Why'd you call me Roger? Jackie said, don't worry about it. It's, it's an old military joke. Okay. All right. Out. And with that, David put his wand away, went around the other side of the bookshelf, and started looking for someone he had seen earlier. It was a Ravenclaw third year, a tall, a tall, skinny, bookish-looking boy who David had knew was friends with one of his siblings. The kid's name was Randall, and David had quickly formulated a plan of how Randall was going to help them. He grabbed a couple of books off the shelf at random and carried them in the direction of Randall. He acted like he was wasn't paying attention to where he was going, and he gently bumped into Randall. When he saw him, he said, Oh, Randall! Hey, remember me? It's David. And he says, Oh, hello, David. It's been a while. Glad I, I saw you earlier in the year, but haven't been able to say hi. You know, third years were pretty busy. David said, Yeah, I figured as much. But it's good to see you. You haven't come around the house in a long time. Oh, well, this last summer, Randall said, I didn't have any time as everyone was getting prepared for the new school year. David said, you know what? It's really weird that I run into you. I just heard some people talking about you. Randall said, what? What do you mean talking about me? He said, well, I was looking for a book over there on the other shelf, and there was this group of Slytherin girls, and they were talking and giggling, and one of them said that, that she had a huge crush on a Ravenclaw boy named Randall. At that, Randall immediately turned bright red and said, really? He said, yeah, I figured it must be you. I mean, you're the only Randall I know in Ravenclaw. And he said, well, there's a six-year boy named Randall as well. And David said, well, it definitely couldn't be him. They, they, they both said that it was a third-year boy. Well, and with that, Randall turned even redder. David started to feel a little bit bad because he, he had obviously made Randall a little uncomfortable. He, and then David confirmed and said, yeah, they're right over there. They're still there. I bet they're still talking about you. And Randall said, okay, you got to show me. And so, and so David said, yeah, come this way. I'll show you. They peeked their heads around the corner. And sure enough, Slayla and the two other Raven, and two other Slytherin girls were still there. David said, "Yeah, it's that one in the middle, the tallest one with the light hair." Randall pulled back and said, "Really, her?" And then Randall said, "She's really pretty. She's got a crush on me." David said, "Absolutely. I think you should go talk to her." Randall had never really been in this situation before and didn't know what to do. And David had not taken that into account when he had picked him for his plan. But it was too late now 
to pull to get someone else involved. Randall said, "Well, I mean, I'd like to, but I don't know what to do or say." David, not knowing what to do or say either, just made it up right on the po- on the spot and said, "Well, it's easy." Randall said, "Really? You got a lot of experience with this, do you?" Oh, he said, "Oh, loads." I was quite the Casanova back home. Randall looked at him sideways, dubiously, and said, Oh, really? So, what would you do? Well, David looked to his left and right and said, Well, you know what section they're in, right? He said, Yeah, that's intermediate charms in that section. Well, just go in and ask them. Uh, think of a book you're looking for in that section and ask them if they've seen it. Uh, I don't know. What's an intermediate charms book? Randall said, well, there's a book I remember from second year called Intermediate Charms and Transfigurations. It should definitely be in that section. In fact, it's probably right about where they're standing. He said, perfect. All you got to do is go up and ask them if they've seen the book and then strike up a conversation. Yeah, what do you mean? Well, just ask them what their names are. Randall said, I don't know if I can do that. He said, yeah, you'll be fine. Go for it. And with that, David gave him a shove that pushed him out into the aisle. And it was loud enough that several of the people in the library looked to see what the commotion was all about, including the three Slytherin girls. They quickly went back to their discussion, ignoring Randall. And Randall, deciding that it was too late now, mustered up the courage and walked up to them. When he was behind them, he he gently cleared his throat. <clears> throat> But it wasn't loud enough, and they didn't notice, so he did it again, slightly louder this time. <clears throat> again, they ignored him. So he decided he had to speak and said, uh, um, Excuse me. With that, all three girls turned and looked at him. Uh, he said he froze for a moment, and then he remembered what he was there to do. And he said, uh, I'm looking for... Intermediate Charms and Transfigurations. I think it might be right near where you're standing. Do you mind if I take a look? The three girls looked at him, gave him a bit of a sideway look, and said, sure. And they split open, letting him look at the shelf behind them. While he was looking with his hands running back and forth, pretending to look for a book that he couldn't even see, he said, oh, I'm Randall, by the way. Who are you? Three girls introduced themselves as Cynthia, Slayla, and Sarmenia. Randall said, Nice to meet you. I'm Randall. And he continued talking to them, finding that he was actually more confident than he thought he would be. While they were chatting, David contacted Jackie on his wand and told her, to move in from the side. As they were chatting and Slayla was distracted, David cast a very subtle, but more powerful than it should have been for a first year, Confundus charm, making the, the four peoples chatting together somewhat oblivious to their surroundings. David was an exceptionally, exceptionally talented wizard, much like his, his mother, and so the Confundus charm worked perfectly. It was light enough that no one detected it, 
but strong enough that Jackie was able to sneak in from the side and reach into Slayla's bag. And almost instantly, she felt two glass vials. She slowly grabbed them, careful not to make too much noise as it might disrupt the confundus charm, and pulled them out. One of them was a brownish liquid that obviously was not their Eli's elixir of elongation. The other one, though, had the soft glow that she knew immediately was the potion they had brewed. She got the potion, backed up slowly, and as soon as she got her around the corner, she took off quickly towards the exit of the library. As she walked, she pulled out her wand, connected to David's, and said, I got it, I got it, we got to move now. They exited the library and, and said, and, and Jackie showed, I got one of the vials, I don't know if there were more in there. They had made four vials and used one which meant that there were probably still two more vials in that bag. But they couldn't risk going back for more. Jackie said, I, know, I think what we have to do is go try to turn this in immediately. It's our only hope. David said, I agree, but where are we going to find our potions teacher at this time? Well, the teachers are probably in their quarters, and we're not allowed to go over there. But there should be a teacher on duty in the great hall. We can tell them we need to talk to the potions teacher and that it's incredibly urgent. I think it may even be a Gryffindor teacher tonight, so they'll probably help us out. And with that, they rushed to the great hall. They found the professor on duty and asked if they could please, please, please get a message to their potions teacher saying it was incredibly urgent and they needed to speak to her immediately. It took some convincing but the teacher eventually said, all right, all right, I'll see what I can do. So they sat down and patiently waited. After a few minutes, a student came in with a piece of parchment, gave it to the teacher at the, the, uh, that, was man, that was watching the Great Hall, who in turn signaled to Jackie and David to come forward. He said, this is a note from your potions instructor saying she'll meet you in her office in five minutes. I suggest you head there now, as you don't want to keep an off-duty teacher waiting long. So they said thank you and rushed out of the Great Hall towards the potion teacher's office. When they got there, the professor was there, wearing what Jackie thought were some awfully strange robes. Apparently the teachers dressed differently in their off time. But anyway, they explained everything that had happened, and the teacher told them to please slow down, as she was quite incredulous that two first years had successfully brewed Eli's elixir of elongation. But after they had spouted out the whole story, including how they had made four vials, had tested one, which the, the professor gave them a very disappointed look and told them they should never test potions in such a way, that there were processes and procedures to test unknown potions but that they, had, that they had been stolen and they had recovered them and that they wanted to turn in their potion before Slayla the Slytherin could claim credit for their hard work. The teacher said, well, then let's have it and took the vial from them. 
She held it up to the light and examined it. She muttered some incantations and tapped the bottle with her wand, put it under a large set of magnifying glasses that had rotating glass, uh, rotating colored glass screens. And, before long, she said, Remarkable. Well, you two have proven me wrong. I thought there was no way that you could have successfully brewed Eli's elixir of elongation, but all my tests confirm that this is a perfectly brewed example of said elixir. With that, she said, 50 points for Gryffindor. And Jackie and David looked at each other and smiled big, uh, big grins. Then she said, but minus 10 points from Gryffindor for interrupting my weekend. Both of them were a bit crestfallen, but, re- but then quickly realized that 40 points for Gryffindor was way better than 50 points for Slytherin. They exited her office after thanking her profusely and headed back to the Great Hall to eat a well-deserved dinner. That is the end of part three and end of the story of Eli's Elixir of Elongation.